What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, the Fastball Edition, Episode 15, brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, Justin, a.k.a. J-Mac, a.k.a. Founder Numero Uno, and I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Popfly himself, Founder Numero Deuce, Ben, the Sidewinder, Baseball. Ben, what's going on, man? <laughs> hey, Justin, the Sidewinder. Love it. Well done, sir. After the snake, right? Yeah, dude, absolutely. It reminds me of, um, God, you remember the Vince Vaughn movie Dodgeball? Like, I just want Ben Stiller <laughs> to come out and do the We Will Rock You Pat Pat with the Cobras. <laughs> yes. That's such a weird scene of a movie, but so gold all at the same time. Do you think if we tweet them, they'll mention our podcast? Uh, we'll, we'll try. We'll definitely okay. try. I'll get on the Excellent. Outfielder pod after uh, Twitter account after this and, and make that happen. Vince Vaughn uh, seems like he likes baseball, right? He is. He's a big Cubs, a big Cubs guy. There you go. Yeah. Remember in, uh, did you ever see that movie, The Breakup? Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Worked it in right there. Didn't they go to an old 97s concert in that? Hell yeah, they did. All right. Shout out to the old 97s. That's an incredibly underrated band. Yeah. Shout out to Rhett Miller, if you're listening. Yeah. What a guy. Dude, we're just sucking up to people all over the place here. Hey, man. Got to get those sponsors. <laughs> got to. Got to. Man, I was uh, watching some of the just kind of clips of the last couple of days and noticed that the Dodgers... Uh, since we last talked a couple days ago, have dropped two more against the Diamondbacks. Oof. They're set not, a free fall, man. Yeah, not a good time to be a fan of uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers. And in fact, it just makes me wonder, based on, you know, did benching Bellinger really change anything? Was that able to stop anything? It, from the looks of it, I know we're only three days removed. Does not look promising. No, it's definitely not great. Definitely not great. So, oh, one other thing uh, before I forget. I have a callback from the last episode. Actually, I guess it was two episodes ago now. Okay, about, sure. About uh, baseball movies. The great yes. Sam Bino, who we're going to talk to here in a few minutes, uh, brought it to my attention. Uh, and when I say brought to my attention, he screamed at his phone while he <laughs> typed out the text message angrily to me. Uh, that we forgot about Bull Durham. Oh, that's right. Bull I can't, Durham. yeah, that's definitely one that, was uh, was left out in my uh, my memory. So two things. One is that Kevin Costner. Yeah. Two, don't hate on me, Sam. Uh, don't hate on me, outfield listeners. Never seen Bull Durham. Holy crap! Really? Yeah, man. Jeez, dude, that's even got Susan Sarandon in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, you're gonna have to see that. I'm gonna have to bring you my copy of that. The late 80s and early 90s were a very weird time. It's a comedy, man. It's a great movie. Okay. Well, I, I mean, it's, it. you know, think about the cast, you know? Sure. And I Absolutely. guess I also forgot about The Sandlot, too. I, I, I just look at that as it's kind of on its own level. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for me, Sandlot's kind of like a coming-of-age story. And uh, yeah. I have been told on... Um, on good words that I look like squints when I'm wearing a backwards <laughs> baseball cap because of my... <laughs> thick glasses so you know <laughs> yeah i could see it i could see it but i wouldn't I, it, pick it out of a crowd for you that's kind of a good callback to the dodgers though right because wasn't that <laughs> Kenny rodriguez played for the dodgers <laughs> good old manny he's been spotted like around really random uh games all over like the state of connecticut at, like single a affiliate games and hmm. like double a affiliate games just popping up in really random places it's just kind of odd 
I read about that today. I have no idea how to even respond to that. I don't even know how to feel about it. I have no idea why you were reading that. It just, you know, hooked me in, man. Probably clickbait, right? Love it. <laughs> well, uh, we interviewed, or I should say I interviewed on Monday, uh, the great Sam Bino, friend of the pod. Uh, and he wanted to talk a little bit about the Texas Rangers. And, uh, you know, typically I'll talk uh, Texas Rangers with Ben, but... Uh, you know, Sam wanted to get his two cents in, and uh, and uh, I think there's some some gold here. So uh, since recording this, uh, we're dropping this to you on Thursday. So uh, since Sam, since then the, they dropped a series against uh, Cleveland, so our numbers are a little bit off here. Um, so they went uh, so in exactly one month and two days of playing baseball so far, they've won exactly two series. And they're at a 12 and 20 record, eight and a half games off the lead at this point going into Thursday. No, oh, just not a fun time to be a Ranger fan. So even though some of the data from this audio may have changed, the um, the talking points, the spirit of it has not. So the numbers not may change, but the uh, the gut punch that is trying to drive out to Arlington to catch losing baseball. Plus, Sam brings a good perspective um, as a Ranger fan who's living in National League territory because I believe Sam's located in the Atlanta area right That's now. That's right, man. Holding it down for Hot Atlanta. He's been watching a lot of, uh, of uh, Braves baseball. That's basically all you can do in Atlanta, right? It's damn fun to watch, though, I'll tell you. <laughs> if you're not watching Acuna Jr., you should be. That's right. Yep. No, that's absolutely right. We we mentioned uh, or you mentioned Nakuna in our last podcast. So yep. Back to back Kuna Junior references. He must be doing something right. We were talking about it earlier. He has such a classic swing. The the closest I can relate it to is Robbie Cano. Interesting. Yeah, and actually Sam brought that to us, but I, I agree with him. That's it's an incredible uh, comparison. So, really well, classic swing. All right. Anyway. Uh, without further ado, we will bring you the episode, uh, or the interview here with the great Sam Bino involving the Texas Rangers. All right, everybody. Well, I am here with our good friend of the pod, Sam, great big Sam Bino. Sam, what's going on, man? Not much, man. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. Happy to be talking some baseball. Happy to talk a little Rangers baseball with someone other than Ben. Yeah, it's just it's a sad day for Texas baseball fans everywhere. Yeah, it, se- it sure seems like it, man. They haven't gotten off to a great start so far. Eleven and eighteen, uh, sitting in the be- basement. They did just uh, take a series from Toronto, though. That was good to see for me. Yeah, uh, you know that was our second series win of the season. So I guess something to celebrate. Yeah, it's. I mean, everything I've heard from Bannister so far seems pretty. Uh, Pretty, uh, I mean, it seems like he's got some faith that things will turn around a little bit. I mean, they're not that far out of it. Well, I mean, you can't have a manager out there going, yeah, we're just going to sit in the basement at, you know, four, <laughs> 400 Fair. ball the entire season. Fair. So, yeah, Bannister has to go out there. <laughs> good and... point. <laughs> he is probably going to try to win games for his own sake. That's, yeah, that's totally. a good point. And, we're not and talking about a, Showalter here. Yeah, it's a tough situation for Banny because he's just, he's doing the best with the hand he's been dealt, and now he's got yeah. guys like, Isaiah Kiner Falefa playing middle infield when he should have Rognet Odor out there. Very, very confusing. Mm-hmm. Very confusing. Well, I got a couple questions for you. So uh, I guess that kind of leads us to it. What what has been your take overall of this team? You've watched a good amount of it. What are your What are your thoughts on it? Yeah. Well, you know, we the injury bug has bit us pretty severely this season. Um, to date, I think so. I, I looked up some numbers earlier and. 
as of I think last night, we had 309 days on the DL between all of our all of our 14 players who've had stents on the DL. The next already? closest already. That's wow. through what, like 30 games? About. Yeah. The next closest team has 263. So we're like orders of magnitude above everybody else in terms of days on DL. Who is that? Uh, who Padres? Padres, Padres. have 263. The least somehow. So this this is not like a great metric, right? Because the the sure. team who has the least amount of DL days is the Detroit Tigers, and they're garbage too. They are garbage. They're kind of fun to watch, though. Mm. I, eh. I, I, I mean, that it. central division is just kind of milling about with no real direction whatsoever. Right, and yeah, the Rangers. So they got they have a lot of time on the DL. They're in a strangely yeah. tough division this year. Like you look at. The Angels, they've got a lot of pop, and the Astros are obviously an excellent top-tier team. Um, and the Mariners can sneak up and get you. The A's are at 500 at 14 and 14 right now, and they've got a, a pretty heavy-hitting offense. So yeah, they do. Um, not a great day, not a great season for the Rangers so far. And I think, again, they're kind of doing the most um, with what they've been given, but they're not being really given a lot. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute because that's definitely a big portion of this. What were your expectations for the team as we kind of entered the season here? Well, I was hoping for at least a 500 ball club, and I think that was probably being a little bit uh, optimistic and ambitious. But um, it's always it's always crap to see your team in the gutter, and that's just kind of that's kind of what we're dealing with right now. But the problem it feels like to me is that they're not all the way in the gutter, which is kind of the the bad and worst part of this to me. Yeah, I mean, so they're not fully in the basement, um, but they're they're on the they're halfway down the steps. I think they're they're not looking great. I think they're at like three seventy nine win percentage. It's it's a terrible number. Yeah, and I mean to be fair, they have one of the best teams in baseball leading the division. But even so, I mean, for Oakland to be five hundred ahead of them, that's I was really toying with between them and Oakland in the basement. Obviously, we're thirty games in, yeah. so anything could happen. But uh, I was really really. I don't know. Even I was a little bit taken back by that. I didn't predict this team to be good at all, just given what all they threw up against the wall to, yeah. to make stick. I mean, the the win loss record only says so much. You have to, you know, kind of dive into the details a little bit to try and triangulate why that's happening. Um, yeah. One of the big reasons is the pitching, which is total garbage. Like all the starters um, are really not good, with the exception of Bartolo Colon, which uh, is crazy <laughs> that somehow he is the best pitcher best starting pitcher on the squad. Um, and then that wears out the bullpen and the bullpen itself is also really, really bad. And you it's can't, you thin. can't just fucking wheel out Tony Barnett every day to, you know, pitch long relief. Um, he's yeah. not even going to make it in that inning usually. So, I mean, these guys get worn out and then the whole team just totally suffers. So that's a, and that's a really good point because one thing that I've heard a ton about is it seems to me, and, and correct me if I'm wrong because this is kind of an outsider's perspective, but it seems to me like you, Darvish, really wanted to be here this off, this past offseason. It seemed like him and J.D. were close. I mean, yep. it was really – I mean, they posted a picture together on Twitter. No, they went out to uh, dinner. They had a great time. It was so weird. I wonder what they talked about. Well, <laughs> apparently the subject was not at all business-related, which you and I sure. both know is bullshit. Probably. Yeah. But it seems to me like, and everything I've heard, it seems like ownership didn't want to open the checkbook for that. And it sounds like he would have come back here on a reasonable deal. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he wanted to be here. I think ownership is not spending money on anything. The stadium is in shambles. 
um, and they're not willing to make the investment to put a good product on the field. And the attendance numbers show that. If you put a like a 500 ball club out there, they're gonna they're gonna average around 23, 24, maybe 25,000 people. And we're in the the high teens. We're like middle of the pack. And I mean, oh yeah, that's, there were. I was there uh, maybe a week ago when they were playing Oakland, and actually it was exactly a week ago. There were not more than a thousand people there. Oh, at least it, it was a Monday night game, though. To be fair, but still, there was a Miami game this season that I think had attendance that was still lower than reschedules from Hurricane Harvey. Holy cow! Yeah, rough. I saw the other day that uh, it was the so it was the second I believe it was the second it may have been the first game of the Angel series but Otani had just pitched the, the Sunday before so he was not playing and attendance was the worst it had been since the day before the Cliff Lee trade in 2010. Oh God, what a day! Yeah. So and I mean that was a hundred and something degree day. <laughs> Yeah, I mean... So at least there's an excuse. <laughs> yeah, I mean... God, there's there's no more excuse. I think ownership is totally giving up. I think they're they're waiting for their new stadium and the air-conditioned seats to draw big crowds. Yeah. And then sure. once once they feel comfortable spending some money on the product on field, they'll they'll maybe have JD make some moves. I feel JD is largely hamstrung, too, by the ownership group. Yes, for a second. I agree, because obviously he was trying to make something happen with Darvish, and I'm sure there's others that we don't know about. Uh, what, I mean, I guess I fail to see the logic there. And you and I have talked about this a little bit already, but I fail to see the logic. I mean, if you're going to be bad, that's fine. Just be bad. Right. And, I mean, and they will. I bet you that they end up tearing this thing down as best they can, but they don't have a lot of pieces no. to tear down. No, they're not, you know, they're not going to get any value out of an Adrian Beltre contract to, or selling him off to another team. Maybe the Red Sox want him back. Maybe you can talk about that. Maybe. Later. Uh, but I mean, no, I think they've got all the heavy hitters they can take. I think the, the two products you have are Elvis Andrews and you, you could probably get one or two more good years out of Cole Hamels. And then, yeah, you know, that's a sad say. Mar- Martin Perez is in the gutter. I mean, his ERA went down, uh, after he gave up four runs the other night, so that's not a great indication of his performance. <laughs> no, he, not awesome. he's a piece. Of, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, that definitely makes it tough. Doug Fisher's done okay. I mean, Doug Fisher is probably about what you would think he would be, though, right? Yeah, I mean, and it's early in the season too, right? If you're getting okay performance sure. out of some of these guys, you know that's just going to dwindle down the road. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can't tell you that I would have assumed that Doug Fister would be starting game two of the ALDS for Boston last year either. Yeah. So, I mean, but again, it's kind of a scrap heap type of thing. I mean, signings like Bartolo and things like that is... Somehow, that's, that's the sort of JD... <laughs> that's worked out well. That's, a, that's but... the sort of JD move that um, he is allowed to make. They're all yeah. um, very high ceiling and low floor cheap deals. I mean, he picks yeah. up Mike Miner and uh, Matt Moore and Bartolo Colon for, you know, practically nothing. And all those guys show flashes of brilliance in their in their most recent years. Um, but, you know, they can also be total dogs out there and they just they're going to totally oh, yeah. crash. Yeah. Well, and, you know, we were talking about the attendance thing and, and you know, drawing the crowds and everything. I mean, I guess I fail to see the logic because I, I feel like. To me, they're stuck between a rock and a hard place in, in true definition because they're not bad enough. They need to be worse than they are. 
and which is kind of hard to wrap your head around, I know. They don't. They need to be worse than they they are right now, but they can't really do that because they need to sell these new uh, suites and everything at this new ballpark. And I, I guess I just don't know what ownership expects here. Yeah, I think they're operating under the assumption that people are still going to show up if you've got a losing team, um, and that's, that's not how it that's works. not how it works in Dallas for sure. Dallas no. expects winning. And if you're not winning, they will not show up. They will not buy tickets, nope. and they will not buy beer and hot dogs. Correct. Albeit giant hot dogs. Well, God. I, Whatever gimmick they're trying to sell next. I would, I would give anything for a hot dog during this podcast. That sounds great. <laughs> let's get this man a hot dog. Um, yeah, man. So that's – so, okay. So let's look at – so what do you, where do they go from here? What's your opinion there? Yeah, I think um, nowhere. I hope – I honestly hope – uh, to your point that they kind of do go full fully in the gutter and just totally own, own the fact that they're going to call up a bunch of guys from AAA to get, to get some reps in at the major league level and uh, try and build the farm system out a little bit more. Um, I don't think there's anything they can do to, you know, do anything productive this season in, in the MLB. I don't know. I'd probably agree. I got fucking roasted the other day on uh on Reddit because I posted so there was a there was a tweet about uh, your boy uh, Willie Calhoun bitching about not being not starting in the the majors. This we don't year. have a spot for him. He's not. We're, we don't exactly. have a spot for him right now. And further than that, he's a defensive liability until he proves otherwise. Then, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know why this club should find a spot. He's trying to steal a spot from uh, Ronald Guzman, who's proving to be like. Uh, decent, a decent player, and he deserves a much longer look. Whereas Willie Calhoun, at to your point, is a defensive liability and a total unknown at this level. And we've got Guzman, who's you know decent. So why not just give Guzman a little bit more time? Calhoun will get called up later. He's going to get his reps exactly. in. We've got plen- plenty. We have time. plenty of really shitty baseball to watch with this team, <laughs> and everyone's going to get their turn to be a part of it. You're you're 100% correct, but I got absolutely destroyed because I commented something to that effect, saying I love the entitlement factor here, and then everyone just starts raining in on me saying, oh, well, you know, all of a sudden he's entitled because he feels like he should be starting with the big league club. And uh, it's it's a little bit uh, short-sighted, I feel like. Did you take it down a sociopolitical avenue because that's the danger zone? (laughs) That's the danger zone. Yeah, I decided not to. I decided just to leave it alone and everybody else can fuck off and suck a dick. Very good. Very <laughs> good. So oh uh, I have I have some numbers that I want you to try and guess what they are. I'll give you the category, and then I'll give you a number, and then I want you okay. to say what you think that is. So the category is Bartolo Colon. All right? Okay. So uh, okay. what does the number 85 mean to you? 85. Um, hmm. It's got to be something like his game score. Mm. Uh, 85 is the number of pounds he would weigh if we weren't counting the first 200. <laughs> okay. I love that. Okay. Uh, actual baseball number 287. Okay. What is that? Probably still light. What does 287 mean to you? Oh, I thought you were saying his actual weight was 287. No, I was going to say probably closer to three. Okay. Well, uh, 287. Um, hmm. That's probably his ERA. That's his ERA. It's really close to his weight, okay. and that's the only reason I brought his weight up. Not because it's funny <laughs> at all, but because yeah. it's so close. Uh, what does the number three mean to you? 
The number three? Uh, maybe the amount of walks. The number issued? of walks, exactly. That's wow, dude. I'm two for. Isn't two that here. Cr- that's okay. like a really that's a crazy low amount of walks for such an old timer up there. He's pitched 31 innings and he has three walks. I don't know if you saw, but the other whenever he uh, pitched that that seven inning shut piece, if you want to call it that, he um, <laughs> seems like it devalues the actual stat. Um, <laughs> Whenever he pitched that, he only threw like 13 fastballs in total. He, but to be fair, his fastball probably topped out like 85. Uh, so yeah. it's probably that's, like that's a generous number. <laughs> I have one more Bartolo Colon number, okay. and then I can move into maybe I want to talk about Martin Perez because this this ball club has put so many chips in his corner, uh, and he's Boy, never really been that good. Like he had a, he had like a. A good run mid last season. I think he put together a couple of really good wins, but he's never dominating at the plate. So I want to talk about some of Martin Perez's numbers. But I have one more Bartolo Colon uh, number, and that's okay. 73. 73. Hmm. Ah, <sighs> 73. I would say. I got nothing on that one. I don't that know. is the year in which he was born. Holy shit, that's wild. He's almost born in the 60s. Holy shit, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. Um, Dude, he, he's he's pitched his way into my Hall of Fame. Yeah, he definitely gets a first ballot, uh, first ballot entry to my heart. Yeah, no doubt about it. You, ketamine and all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, all right. So Mar- Martin, Martin Perez, Perez has uh, an ERA of 9.63. Holy God. Isn't he like a four or five guy on a career? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. He's more than doubling that. Um, That's again, that's down after he gave up four runs last outing. And this is a guy that that's, you know, we've tried not to trade away ever. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't understand it. So um, team, team numbers. I would like you to uh, try and guess here. So we've got, Okay. Um, two seventy four. Two seventy four. That's probably the average batting average of the team. That is the opponent's batting average against. Oh, pitchers. okay. For for a strong reference, uh, Cal Ripken's career batting average was two seventy six. So pretty much every time that we've got someone up to bat against a Rangers pitcher, it's like Cal Ripken <laughs> going up there, which is terrifying. Absolutely That's terrifying. Not great. Especially considering some of the competition they played so no, far. No, so uh, 274 opponent batting average is good for second to last in all of baseball. Eesh. Yeah. 469, the ERA, that's 23rd in the league. Um, Whew, that's got to be down there with, like, the White Sox, right? The White Sox, absolutely. Miami is in the basement in literally every statistical category. It's terrifying. Um, oh, but J- but uh, Derek Jeter isn't just selling people off for no reason. He's got a plan. <sighs> No, he doesn't. Well, that's another day, another yeah. topic. Um, the last number is uh, 9.6. Team-wide. Uh, let's see. This is the scariest, what, nine, is the scariest number by far. This has got to be like... Uh, 9.6. This know. is hits per nine. 
Okay, that's kind of what against. I was leaning towards. I thought that hits was... per nine against. So, I mean, you look at some of these pitching numbers, we've got opponents hitting 275, a 4.69 team (laughs) ERA, and we're giving up 10 hits a game. That is not how you win baseball games. Our pitching staff is garbage. I mean, to be fair, I don't think anybody thought it was going to be any different. No. Except for Ben, Which is, yeah, I mean, that's probably the scariest part, is that everyone saw this train wreck coming and uh, has... Seeming they're they're willfully ignorant of the problems and they don't care to do anything about them, so. Yeah. Uh, so that's just odd to me. It just seems like I guess the. Also, by the way, whenever you're looking at the team pitching stats and you, the age is always the first category on Baseball Reference, the fact that Bartolo sticks out at 45 is just unreal. Um, but it just feels like this has never been a club that just throws the towel in like this. Yeah. Or at least not in, not in the JD era. I don't think so. I think the talent on the field and the the um, managers, all the coaches, they're not going to give up. They're going to do whatever they can. No. But, they, you know, no. it's top down. They're not getting what they need from the very top. Um, so they're not going to be a winning ball club. But that doesn't. You want to hear one? I was going to say that doesn't mean that they can't be developing the people that are getting those reps in. Right. At the, at the major right. league level, which, you know. Could be a silver. Probably how they're. It could be a silver lining to all of this. Maybe Ronald Guzman ends up having a really good season, and then we can trade him. Trade him for whatever draft picks or, or somebody that's new washing machine. Yeah, I mean, I'll seriously take <laughs> a standard white Maytag washer dryer combo for, <laughs> for Ronald Guzman. Doesn't even have to be a front loader. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but I think that's here's a. a I don't know where this ranks, but I just noticed this stat. Strikeouts per win is 2.32. For us? Yeah. That's rough. Well, there's just just not enough wins to be sampling that yet. No, there's (laughs) definitely not, but it can't be ranked high, is my guess. No, it's not a great start. Well, one thing that I've heard a ton about, I'd like to, or are you, do you have any more stats? Or you nope, good? those are the, those are the really diabolically terrible okay. gutter gutter stats that I wanted to share. I mean, it really just highlights <sighs> that the the pitching staff is overworked and garbage. So, I mean, you put those two together, and we're going to be just get shelled every outing. Probably so. One thing that I've heard a ton about, I'd be interested to know if you think this would actually happen. I've heard a ton about. The potential, and I don't really know where this started specifically. It seemed to leak out during spring training somewhere. Clayton Kershaw opting out of his deal with the Dodgers after this year and signing in Texas. What are your thoughts? Well, obviously that would be a huge win for the organization. Um, Totally. Kershaw is really good at throwing baseballs at, uh, you know, home plate. And, um, man, that would just be so cool. It it gets a little... um, tricky for me because I, I don't want to be too much of a homer for my team, but yeah. that would just be the totally. coolest thing to go and, and watch Clayton Kershaw pitch at a place where, you know, if I go back That's to rough. the, uh, what are they calling it now? Globe life. I've probably been to like 300 yeah. games of globe life. So to go see Clayton Kershaw pitch there for my team would be super, super cool. That being said, totally. um, I think it's probably uh, a family play for him. He's from Highland park. Uh, his family lives yep. in Dallas. Um, so I think, you know, if he values being close to probably grandma and grandpa for his kids, then, yeah, that, that's a strong play. And, you know, he doesn't have to worry about his place in the Hall of Fame if he continues doing this um, 
for for the rest of a meaningful career, right? He can go pitch wherever he yeah. wants. He doesn't need to win a World Series so to true. make the Hall of Fame, like they like they say with some of the other sports, right? Like, well, where are your rings? Like, yeah. they're not saying that. They're yeah. not saying that in baseball. You know, the Joey Votto's of the world are still going to make it. Um, poor guy. Poor guy. <laughs> held absolute hostage. Uh, well, yeah, he's, yeah well, we all know that Votto's on the spectrum too. So I just feel really bad for him. Dude, it's such a shitty situation. <laughs> um, I mean, Kershaw's so next year, if he opts into it, so he has an opt out clause after 2018. Um, he would make in 2019, if he opts in 34 and a half million in 2020, 35 and a half million. The way this Dodgers team is going, I could totally see this happening. Um, that team might just stink at baseball. Uh, the jury's still up. Boy, they don't look good at all no, so far. Um, That's got to be the biggest. And if Justin Turner is your link, your linchpin, yeesh. That's that's kind of scary. Um, but would the Rangers be willing to pay him that kind of money given where they are right now? Um, I think. Would they have I to? I think I the answer is yes. I think they would do it. You know, they're not making a ton of big dollar moves right now. We know they have the money, um, and a deal like that, it's, it's a hometown comeback for Clayton Kershaw. We get Clayton Kershaw. That lines up the, the new stadium opening day ace to be Clayton fucking Kershaw. That's like a huge win for the organization. I think they absolutely shell out the money to get, to get a Kershaw. If that's, if that's anything more than a rumor, they'll pursue it, I think. Yeah, no, I definitely think that they would they would pursue it. No doubt about that. I just wonder, I mean, the, the, the only reason I see him doing this is, is for the hometown kind of nostalgia. I guess yeah. nostalgia is not the right word, but you know, whatever there. Um, but I also feel like he would be, I mean, what are you going to surround him with? Oh, in terms of the rotation? <laughs> yeah, it's not, I, I mean, it could be Bartolo. Who the fuck knows at this that would point? Be, that would be a strange one, too, for sure. Um, That'd be an excellent ah, what's the deal with Cole Hamels? How much, how much controlling interest do we have in him right now? Uh, I believe he... Let me look at Sorry, I don't quick. know that. I believe he still... No, you're good. I, I believe he still has a couple of years left. I just wonder if we see in the backside of the greatness of Cole oh, yeah. Hamels a little bit. He's never going to... And that would be concerning to me in signing someone like Kershaw. Yeah, I totally agree. He needs a, he needs a strong. He's got one more year after this one. One more. He needs a strong. Clayton or Clayton Kershaw, I think, needs a strong two and three behind him to make any real impact. Right, one game out of six yep. with a otherwise garbage ball club is not going to really help that much. Maybe the Rangers could figure out how to bait Zach Greinke. I mean, we've flirted with the idea. I mean, J, JD's out there yeah. flogging everything he can about the Rangers organization and Dallas as a town to get the talent there. Like he, he took Sh- uh, Shin Chu around to the Korean neighborhoods of Dallas to get him to come. And Shin Chu now loves it in Dallas, which is fucking crazy to think about. Um, uh, Darvish loved it here too, but also that's just, that's just racist, but yeah, that's okay. no, I mean, it's just, uh, I guess whatever you gotta I, do, right? I think JD will do whatever it takes to get somebody to come and, to come to Dallas and uh, it wouldn't take a whole lot of convincing for a Kershaw or uh, other, other people to, to really make it their home. I think you, you look at the situations where he's convinced people to come to Dallas 
and it's varied and each situation is seemingly very unique and somehow it always works out when we really, really want it to. So I think it comes down yeah. to the ownerships, uh, mm, the ownerships wanting to do it. They're, what's the fucking yeah. word I'm looking for? Their desire. Their it's up to desire, it's up to yeah. the ownership's yeah. level of desire to bring someone of that caliber to Dallas, and and totally. if they want to do it, I think they totally could. They've got the right the right GM. They've got a great manager. They need a better supporting yep. cast. But you know, if you if you take the leash off JD, I think he can go get the talent necessary to surround him with with winningness. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I I, I don't see any problem with that. It just seems like that'd be a move that you'd want to make if you're gonna. If you have, it, it's sort of like whenever they traded for Cliff Lee, he was the piece they needed, you know, kind of thing. And I know that that's night and day difference. We're eight years removed from that. But even so, that just seems like one of those moves you make at that point. Not, not I don't know. I guess it's just hard to want to build your team around a 34 Yeah, so uh, that's what I'm hearing business. you say is usually organizations go from the ground up as opposed to top down. Like, we're not putting the yeah. top of the pyramid on first. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not That's usually. a really good point. Um, the great ones don't usually work out. No, this way. usually you have like a great backup catcher and then like a solid outfield squad and you know great yeah. great seventh inning guy. Yeah, something literally anything. anything. I I didn't realize. I guess I thought Kershaw was a little bit older. He's only thirty now. Yeah, so I mean, he's probably still got a good amount left in the tank. But I I just I'm weary of that, and you can understand sure. why, given you know. Dice K and the like. Yeah, well, you've uh, been butthurt by some really terrible, some terrible talent, talent, quote unquote, yeah. picks. Um, I think if you look at the long, the longevity, the potential longevity of a guy like Kershaw, it's always about their ability to reinvent themselves. Like Nolan sure. Ryan had to relearn how to pitch so that he could continue to do great things. And Bartolo, obviously, to a lesser degree, um, has to throw for location and movement and not, not velocity any longer. So the guys that... They can do that sort of uh, or make those kinds of adjustments are the ones that can pitch well into their 30s. True. And, I mean, hell, uh, I mean, even at his 30, I forget what how old John Lester was exactly, whatever he signed with Chicago. But, I mean, he was, I'm looking it up right now, he was in his, so he was 31 when he signed the first year of that deal. So he was just over that 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 uh hump too and i mean david price same thing i mean it definitely happens and i mean i could definitely see that happening i guess i would just be disappointed to watch kershaw not have any kind of supporting cast around yeah we don't want him to just like fold right or not care and not you know go the extra mile to get that win just because he's pitching for a garbage team and we don't know if he's motivated in that way um that's that's the kind of the intangibles right all the intangibles yeah. that go into acquiring and dealing with players are really important. Maybe he just fucking hates Los Angeles. Like, I know I do. I don't want to fucking live there. And I, I came from the same city <laughs> he did. So maybe he just fucking hates it. Yeah. And maybe he just wants Could to live be. near his family. And we just we just don't have that kind of insight to make any sort of judgment call. It's true. It's very true. Well, man, I really appreciate you coming on and talking a little bit of Rangers with us. It's been a, a ton of fun. We'll have to do it more. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. Thanks. Uh, I'm going to listen to this episode and listen to my shitty voice, and then uh, hopefully I can come back on and talk about other teams. I feel like I actually know the least about the Rangers. Yeah, because they're fucking boring to watch. <laughs> I swear to God, I, I, I watch the Braves more now because Ronald Acuna is a phenom. 
absolutely fun to watch. That team is better than expected. Uh, I would say behind the Dodgers sucking, the Braves being decent is the number two surprise on the season four weeks in. Five, five weeks? How many weeks? I would say the Nationals rank up there, too, of not being able to get above 500. Oh, but to be honest, if you start looking and breaking down that team, and that's, again, another conversation for another day, but not uh, – there's some question marks there. They're definitely bigger than people anticipated. Hypo, hypo offense, and you got a couple of okay pitchers, and call, call it a season. Yeah. Yep, exactly. I know Jimmy's happy about it. <laughs> sure he is. Good Son old of Jimmy a bitch. All right, man. Well, it's good talking with you. We'll talk soon. All righty. That was the interview with the great Sam Bino. What'd you think, Ben? Man, he brought up a lot of good points. And I think what's nice about um, when Sam's talking Rangers is you can really tell that he cares. You know, (laughs) you can definitely tell, like, it's a good sampling of, you know, any fan can get passionate about their team, but true fans can get passionate in good times as well as bad. No doubt. I, uh, to, to illustrate the passion, I sent you, I think I sent this to you last night too, but there was this picture that was floating around Twitter yesterday of the Rangers, like, like basically the, the look as if you're standing at the plate and Mm -hmm. the bullpen is just completely on fire with tires in it. And, Mm -hmm. So earlier today, I got a text from Sam that said that, uh, I want to quote it directly, he said, some dude named Nick Gardenwine is starting or is pitching for the Rangers tonight. See above tire fire for an illustration of the results. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's definitely passion there. Oh, that's fantastic. No, uh, definitely glad that, uh, yeah, glad to have the extra voices on there. And, and if you like, um, if you want to have your voice heard, don't forget to send us a message. We'd love to talk other people's baseball opinions on this podcast as well. Absolutely. Um, I do have one other historical, slightly baseball-related note for you. Hit me. To wind things up. So today I saw a name in current events news headlines that I wasn't expecting, Ty Cobb, but oh. they're not talking about the uh, <laughs> the former Detroit Tiger. This is a White House lawyer. But when I saw Ty Cobb start popping up on my news feed... <laughs> thought what year is this i thought the same thing and whatever i gotten uh, a message from you that said something to the effect it was some mashup between the lawyers and the baseball player sounded yes. like one of our ad reads <laughs> just had me in absolute stitches yeah, justin <laughs> thought that i was actually writing a, the next ad for the pod which would be um white house lawyer and legendary ball player you know <laughs> high cob retires incredibly topical That's right. Well, we definitely want to thank everyone for listening. And as always, we're glad to have you on this podcast. But guess what? If you can't get enough of us, make sure to check us out, sensiblyloud.com, for our blog content, our podcasts. we got some other great projects in the work coming from Sensibly Loud we're going to hit you with here in the near future. But in the meantime, we are on Instagram at OutfielderPod. We are on Twitter at OutfielderPod. We are on Facebook. Uh, We're the Outfielder Podcast there. And, of course... Wherever you get your podcast needs, whether it be the iTunes store or the Google Play store, make sure to check us out. Thank you all so much. Absolutely. We want to thank everyone for tuning in for episode 15 of the Outfielder Podcast. We want to thank all of our fans, Sensibly Loud Media, and our sponsors, and those with the sharp eye to keep the runners close. Until next week, keep patrolling the outfield, the ground crew, and we'll see you next time right here on the Outfielder Podcast. 
Lying here, whoa. It keeps me lying. 